Hello and welcome to episode 12 of A Wee Bit of Everything with your hosts Lewis Cleland and Clark Burrow. Each time we have the honour of interviewing a professional athlete, the questions will be shaped around the Scottish Physical Education School curriculum. This will allow us to get an insight into how the athletes gather information on their skills and their fitness levels. It will also reveal how they would plan a period of training to develop their areas of development. First hand, we will get a personal insight into how the mental, emotional, social and physical factors impact their performance and how they utilise or manage these factors. This week we are delighted to have Nicola McCleary on the podcast. Nicola is a physical education teacher and plays semi-professional netball with the Strathclyde Sirens. Further to this, she represents the Scottish national team and has 27 caps to her name. Nicola is the current vice-captain of the Strathclyde Sirens and has been playing for the Sirens for the past four years. She has also competed at the Netball World Cup in 2019 in Liverpool and her career highlight is competing at the Commonwealth Games 2018, which was held in the Gold Coast, Australia. Right, thank you very much for agreeing to come on today, Nicola. Uh, how have you been? Oh, good, yeah. Trying to keep busy during this kind of strange time right now. I know, it's mental, isn't it? We just need to try and get on with it as best we can, I suppose. Yeah, um, sure. Before we get into it, before we get into it, then only touched on your most recent experiences there in the intro. Can you give us and the listeners a little more background information on your netball career this far and how it all started? Yeah, so from the very beginning, I came through the pathway system. So just my really young age, I started at Codlin High School, um, where I went to school there, and then got picked up for my netball in like second year, um, and from there just kept going into the districts, um, South Lancashire District, into the pathways and then got selected when I was about 15 for the under-17s Scotland squad. Um, I competed under-17s, under-19s, under-21s, so all through the age groups um, and I captained each of the squads at all Netball Europe, so European Champs happened every year. Um, so it was a privilege of captaining the squad every year um, and then kind of the main one when I was young was in 2013 um, at Glasgow in the Emirates Arena was the World Youth Champs, so I competed there with the mm-hmm. squad. Um, and then from then, after there, I got my first debut cap with the senior squad, and I was 20, so that's me now. And it's weird because I'm like, this has now been five years, and I'm actually one of the older ones in national now. I used to be one of the babies, <laughs> now, I'm now seem to be one of these older ones. So I'm, like, I'm only 25, I'm not that old, but I am. Um, <sighs> Yeah, kind of just came through the ranks and then from national, like you guys have touched on, I then competed at the Commonwealth Games in 2018 and then yep. just recently, I am um, 2019, competed at the World Cup, um, the World Cup, which was an unbelievable experience. Mm-hmm. So you said that you started, or you get picked up with Team in S2, did you always have a vision of playing netball at the kind of level you're working, playing at the moment to represent your country or was that never in your thoughts at that point? I think for me, I've been brought up in a really sporty family. Um, my sister's really sporty. She played football. She played at the youth level for Scotland. Um, and she went to the international children's games. So I had her. She's two years above me. So we're always dead competitive. Um, and my dad was very, mm-hmm. very sporty as well, just kind of all rounder. So I always got in. I was <laughs> I actually was between cross country running and netball. And then my sister had me in football. So I was in loads and loads of clubs in primary. And then it wasn't until I got to secondary that 
but it was actually, I'm going to give her a bit of recognition here, but it was Jill Froten, who is still a teacher at um, Glen, but she ended up being the assistant coach at National. Mm-hmm. So she picked me up and then ended up being my assistant coach. So she's kind of took me through the ranks, which has been amazing. I um, always wanted to play for my country from, I always loved netball, but I couldn't ever, because I was playing so much, I probably couldn't put my focus on just one sport. So it was just the kind of time where I had to decide about what sport I want to go into. And netball is what I really enjoy. I love being part of a team and I love kind of making friends. And that's where all my pals are when I was at school. And then ended up just carried on and have met so many more folk from it. Superb. That's some journey you've been on. Um, sounds yeah. as if it's quite important not to specialise in a sport too early, I think. Sometimes kids get, you know, they start playing football at three and they're in a club by five or six. And it's just, mm-hmm. whereas you had a broad range of sports and that helps your development, I think. Absolutely, and it gave me loads of different skills. Like, even I look back now with my cross country, my see, like my fitness levels are so much better than what they would have been if I hadn't had that when I was younger. Mm. And just building skills, determination, exactly. just when you're running your own, I don't think you can you can buy it anywhere else. So just having exposure, That's I cool. always think just get as much exposure to as many different sports as you can. And then when you need to identify, like when I got to that age, I knew it was time to then pick because I was out every single night different clubs, just loving life. But when the training starts to pick up, you need to then mm-hmm. think, okay, hold on a minute, where do I need to then pick? Yeah, good point. So, how have you been finding lockdown with the netball season being uh, null and void? Uh, how have you kept yourself engaged with the netball training at home? Yeah, it has been. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a strange one because when we actually came into lockdown, the season wasn't over. So, we were actually still in full training to begin with. Um, so, our training didn't really stop. Our training really hasn't stop to be honest I am um, to begin with we're on every Tuesday we do Zoom has kind of saved our lives so every Tuesday we'll train together with our SNC coach so the full squad they're on SNC coaches on and he'll run us through we've got a full programme for the week so he'll set us out with loads and loads of different adaptations so everyone's kind of different what they enjoy but they're flexible in terms of what we can do there'll just be lots of options of on a Monday here's the options pick which one you want to do here's a Tuesday um, and typically we've more or less been training Monday to Saturday and then we'd get a Sunday off. Um, Thursday night was always used on Zoom just to kind of catch up on everyone's week. So everyone would go on, we'd catch up sometimes like everyone else is doing, we'd do a quiz or we'd do bingo um, just to kind of keep engaged the squad. Since it's obviously been cancelled now, so it wasn't until about week six, about six or seven maybe, it was quite late on that we actually got told that the season has now been nil and void because we thought, potentially maybe go back and just play every team once so we only got to play three games of our season um so we've missed there was maybe 18 games mm-hmm. um so the prospect of going back was we were probably really hopeful um but since it's not we've had a two-week break which was quite good so they gave us two weeks off and then we're straight back into training again of just it's a bit more specific when we go back um we're hoping to get back roughly around september time so it's just trying to keep us ticking over but as we get closer to September, getting back on court, it'll become more individualised in terms of what do you specifically need to work on. So everything has been, for me, I'm just trying to change it up, just keep yourself busy. And even though it's physically getting in better, but mentally you just got to keep yourself right just now. So doing it for those benefits as well is key for us. Um, mm-hmm. so I've been trying, like, probably going back to my cross-country routes, but road running has become my friend again, unfortunately. <laughs> but I'm back in. I saw you done a few good times on, on Twitter. Oh, man, honestly. A few good 5Ks. It's, um, oh, really? I'm trying to do 5Ks. We were up to 10Ks. 
and then we went on a half marathon last week. So I'm like, well, I know, just do something. You know, I've always well, wanted just to need do... get a marathon done now. That's the next challenge. Well, I know. I did <laughs> get a marathon. It's always been on the bucket list, and I was always to do it. So I was like, do you know what? Especially when we get a bit of time off, these two weeks is more flexible in terms of what we want to do. So I was like, I've got time to recover, so let's just do it. Um, so we just went out and tried it, which was good. It was a good mental challenge and physically trying to get myself through it. So mm-hmm. I did enjoy it, but try to run probably three times a week and then everything else is maybe I've even been doing Lee Mills stuff just online I'm um, just trying to tune into those different YouTube bit like channels which has actually worked really well for me um yeah brought loads of gym stuff home so the garage has been converted into a gym for the time being but yeah. like you say just try to keep yourself busy keep yourself that's it's, I think it's been amazing from the people that we've spoke to, just all the different ways that they've been able to adapt their training. Like, it's there's always a way to, to, to get round about it. It's been great to see. It's been loads Absolutely. of different ideas. And again, you've got just an absolute abundance of stuff on YouTube that you can use. Like, you just need to be creative. And we're, we're working out in a park in the mornings and that, just now using all the little, like, things that are in the park. We've got yeah. a, a branch as a, a pull-up bar. Like, you don't need a fancy gym to, to get your workouts and that and keep your fitness levels up. It's You just need to be creative about it. And that's the thing, you've just got to get out. I mean, I was out in the back, just measured out 100 metres and was doing these runs. It was a CrossFit workout. And me and yeah. one of the girls just owned each other and just got it done. I was like, you've just got to find a way. There's always a way that you can do it. So yeah. it's just trying to be creative. And we're lucky enough we're a coach. So our coach is supported the Institute of Sport. Um, so at SNC, he gives us so many different options. He gives us challenges every week that we need to video and send them through. So you're constantly getting new ideas. And we're really lucky to have his support that he can actually give us so many things that at times we'll cut the ideas, but majority actually does come from him that he's saying, like, here's your training, this is what I want you to do. And sometimes it's a bit more challenging than what you would probably put yourself, yeah. but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely, definitely needed. Keeps motivation levels up as well if it's fresh ideas. Absolutely. Just something different. I've always said that, and even especially during these two weeks, I'm like, do something different. Don't just, you do the same thing, you're going to get bored of it. So just try to change it up, do something that you would normally do. It's actually quite enjoyable. Yeah, it's about having that, it's about having that open mindset as well, like to, to just find it away. Because a lot of people would probably just say, oh, I can't get in the gym, so I'm just not going to train. But you'd be creative as you say. Yeah. Right, so we're going to move on to some training-related questions now, Nicola. So, see, before you your netball season starts with the sirens, do you review your previous season's results and individual stats to set yourself targets, or how do you go about that? Yeah, so we always sit down at the start of the season. We'll have individual chats with the new... Sirens are slightly different from national. Um, because national, they work in a four-year cycle with Commonwealth Games and World Cup, so they work slightly different because sirens is year-to-year. Um, so in terms of our targets as a team, we'll review the end of a season, but you'll find at times that new players come in, so it can be a new team from year to year, which is quite tricky right, okay. at times. Um, but at the start of a season, we'd always sit down um, with the new group. We would assess where we've been. There'll be players that are new to it who are just joining, so we'll give them a bit of background information about what we've done, what's worked, what's not worked, how do we need to improve on it. Um, mm-hmm. That discussion would have happened at the end of the season, but also will then be spoken about more at the start of the season. Um, and then we always say aims of where do we want to go. There will be long-term targets in terms of where do we want to end up in the league. And then there will be short-term ones as a team about, right, so when pre-season, what do we want to achieve? Are there pre-season matches? What we're we looking at? What we're we targeting for? And that will then carry on into the season. Individually, you always have reviews. So we review every six weeks. 
um, and that will be with your coach and the SNC staff. So either your SNC coach and physio normally are in on it. So they'll be looking at your measures, flexibility measures if you're with the physio or how you're kind of ticking over with them. SNC, he'll be looking at all our gym stuff that we're doing, um, any stuff that's basically strength and conditioning related. He'll be looking at that every six weeks and then the coach is looking at more specific on court. Um, at the start of a season when it's pre-season, everything's more heavily on the SNC coach. But as we get closer to season, then it's more specific to the court because then obviously we're about to start playing. Um, but the short-term targets will be every six weeks that we'll make target and then we'll review it and that will continue in season. To be honest, in season we'll probably review sometimes even more. Um, right. And then six weeks, it sometimes can get brought forward. And they will always say long-term in terms of where do we want to go as an individual or what do I want to work on in this year is always a plan of action that we would have and we'd continually recheck that. Yeah, just setting targets is just so important, isn't it? And it just shows like how much you need to do it throughout the season to make sure you are on track with, with everything mm-hmm. that you're doing. Um, see, see, with regards to like the strength and conditioning stuff that you do, how much of that involves around... Like, obviously, you'll be doing, like, movement-specific exercises to your sport, but how much of that evolves around, like, actually, like, using a ball and stuff like that? Or is it all just purely in the gym? Um, in terms of strength, it's normally just in the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, so all our strength sessions will just happen in the gym. It will just be more, basically, bar work, squats, lunges, um, everything kind of related to that. With a ball is more specific to our condition. We do that during conditioning. It's, at the yeah. start, we'll just be running or a lot of change of direction stuff, but then we'll start incorporating the ball. And when you start doing fitness with a ball, it becomes a lot more relative to the sport, yeah. which is the, the demands of it increase and the intensity then increases. So that's when people then really start to feel the benefits of it. Um, so that will kind of vary depending. Like you say, at the start, we probably don't use the ball as much. When we get back... We'll probably be in the ball quite a lot because right now we've not we've been away from it, so we'll probably get on a ball quite quickly. Yep. Um, but the ball work stuff normally happens during the session, so we'd always do like ball work with conditioning for the first 15 minutes as a session, and then the session would then carry on. So it's really specific at the start. Um, and our SNC coach would lead that, so he's at every single session. He's in the gym with us in the mornings, and then he's at nighttime sessions as well. He always does the warm up, so the warm ups will involve a lot of stuff with the ball or challenges where it's a lot of speed work but then catching a ball at, at speed. Brilliant. I was just saying it seems like strength and conditioning like shapes a, a lot of your a lot of your training. Which you probably yeah. might not think that like in, in certain sports, but I that's interesting. Yeah we're with we're probably with our strength and conditioning coach more than what we're with an actual coach sometimes. Um, mm. He's, bless him, he's, <laughs> I don't know how he puts up with, there's about 21 girls in the gym. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. Um, well, sometimes when in the morning, it's all moaning at him <laughs> because it's too early. But he puts <laughs> up well. So, no, he does. He Brilliant. he does see us constantly. Any extras we're doing, it'll be with him. It'll be doing it. So, yeah, he does have, SNC is a massive, massive point, like, part of our training. Yeah. See when you're setting targets, Nicola, like during the season, like is it fitness stuff or skill related? Or is it a bit of both or um normally in season it's specific to skill, I would say more. Um so for instance with me, normally with my position, we would normally set three targets, things that I want to work on over the next six weeks. Um so I normally I would pick because I'm more of an attacking position, 
I pick mm-hmm. two things in attack I want to work on and then one thing about my defence because I still need defence so we'll mm-hmm. always get a target on defence as well so it more becomes attacking defending targets so it's a lot more specific to skill rather than by that point your fitness should be good enough for your strength there'll still be because we still fitness test throughout so when we're actually in season, we would never fitness test. So week to week in an 18 game kind of block, we would never fitness test. But we'll fitness test right up until like two weeks before. Um, and in those ones, we're always a target set for everything that we get tested on. You'll have a target for the next test that we then do. So we do a kind of variety of different tests. We do um, for CRE, um, we do the yo-yo test. We used to do the beat test, but that's mm-hmm. recently, in the last few years, we changed to yo-yo test. Um, so you'd set targets for that. We do our jump test, so um, we always do that, and then we do 505 agility test. We'll always test that, and your 20-meter sprint is always tested, and you get clocked at, it's just, we just use speed gates, so you'll get clocked your 5-meter, 10-meter, 15-meter, your 20-meter time. So the, those are your kind of main ones, plus flexibility is one we always use as well. That's right, seems like a daft question. Maybe not, but... See, a netball court, is that, is that 20? Because I know you've got the 30-metre sprint test, but is the 20 metres, is that because the the length of a netball court, because you're not going to have to run any further than that, or is that...? No, it's kind of strange that we do 20... A netball court right. is 30 metres, which sounds ridiculous. No, you're totally... Bad. <laughs> would, a netball court is 30 metres, but we always only test... We've always only ever tested 20. And then we do, which has been a kind of one that we've added in, is repeated sprints. So you'll run 20 metres... And then every 20, I'm sure it's every 20 seconds we run. So you'll run 20 metres and then you'll walk to the next kind of speed gate and then you'll run back 20 metres and you'll do it 10 times. It's right. a bit of like speed endurance. So it's, right. that one's a tough one to do. And everything normally mm-hmm. happens. So our fitness testing night, we'll come in at six at night and we'll be finished by nine and you'll do every test start to finish and you'll finish on the yo-yo. Wow. <laughs> I suppose it's 20 metres because it won't, I don't, like, I don't think you would need to sprint the full length of the court, wouldn't you not? Never, yeah, I'm thinking basketball. <laughs> <laughs> right, so as a netballer, there are many different components of fitness which are um, pertinent to playing the sport. What approaches or methods do you use to develop the following aspects? I'll give you a few and you can just pick one and um, talk us through it. So agility, power, reaction time, balance, flexibility or speed? So I think for my position, um, especially so I play wing attack, which is a very attacking position that you're more or less trying to get the ball and get it to your shooter. So you're not allowed in the shooting circle, but you're trying to facilitate to get the pass, to get them in. So you're kind of the main attacker Mm. and getting the ball to your shooter so they can put up a shot. Um, But for me, agility is one of the biggest components that I need in my game. If I have poor agility, I'm probably not going to be as successful. Um, so a lot of my training, if I'm doing specific training, so we'll have our squad sessions, but we'll have sessions where it's individual that I'll go meet the S&C coach and I'll purely just work on agility. Um, so we'll test their agility to begin with. So like I say, the 505 test, so I would complete that on my own or with him. So we do the 505 and then we'd look at, right, how are we going to get us better? So we do a lot of speed training um, around the 505. So speed training, we start with just technique stuff. So the first kind of week or two, we'll just look at technique Sprinting technique just over 5, 10. Maximum we'd ever sprint is roughly 20 metres. We probably don't in our training do much more. Um, we'll do a lot of stuff with the bands. So 
with bands he would like the coach would be behind me around your waist and then you're basically just looking at technique he's just pulling you back that'll kind of how it starts and then as we get on we sometimes use sledge so you'll just attach yourself to the sledge and try and run with it and then as you start to kind of groove the movement we then get into looking at more speed training stuff where it's just like 10 seconds work five seconds work um we do a lot of like what we call the t drill so you'll run up change direction to your left back to your right, back to the middle, and then back to your start. Mm-hmm. And there'll be a lot of work where it's just really short, sharp. How quickly can you cover a distance, but changing direction maybe three or four times to then get back to the start. Um, then after our six weeks, sometimes even shorter, we'd retest. We'd sometimes retest throughout. So every two weeks, look at my 505 again. Next two weeks, look at the 505 again. And then have your retest, the final one at the end. Um, but agility has been a big one for me this year. We've used... We'll try to be as creative as we can, um, just by using even cones or kind of poles that you have to get round. So just get up, working your feet round it, which is really specific to my position in terms of, because I'm always having to change direction. We're talking about me taking 20 metres. You're roughly, if I even go five metres before I change direction, I'm constantly go one way, change direction somewhere else, go somewhere else, just trying to lose your defender all the time so you make sure you're available for a pass. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> right, uh, Nicola, could you give us a breakdown of what a, a week's training looks like for you as a netball player at the level you're at? How specific is your training to your position? You just kind of touched on that, um, but do you do any team-based practices? And kind of yeah. What does that look like? So our week normally would run from a Monday to a Saturday. Sunday's always a day that we have off, so every Sunday we do get off, unless we're leading into a major competition we need to try and alter what days we need to be in, depending on when we're training, eh, when we're competing, sorry. Um, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings, 6am, we are in the gym. So we're all in before work or before people go to school or university. Um, so 6am is always weights. And then on a Tuesday and a Thursday nights are squad sessions. So we have two and a half hours, three hours every Tuesday, Thursday. So 6 till 9. Um, you'll come in at 6, but you've got like half an hour to strap, get yourself ready. And then the warm-up starts at half 6. And then we're normally on court for about two hours, so about half eight, and then you cool down and get out the door by nine. Um, and a Wednesday night is normally your night for conditioning, so that's your top-up session. Um, so you'll normally be given a conditioning session to do that night. And then on your Monday or a Friday, you can either do it if you've got time at the back of your um, strain session, or you can go back. For instance, with us, we work, it's really difficult to do a double session in the morning because you need to get away for work. So mm-hmm. I'll normally, Monday's normally day, I would go back in about four. Um, after work, I can dive away quite sharp. Then I can get back in and that's when you get individual stuff just on your own with your coach. Um, he'd be there. And then Saturday's always, again, we come in for a squad session, but a Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday's just more specific training in terms of the full team so you're all in um you're working in defense you're working attack sometimes you'll work on specific attacking stuff the full team sometimes you work in defense and then a saturday we try and get match play so most saturdays we try and play against each other whether that's half court whether that's a full court game but saturday's more you get to saturday and you kind of look forward to actually playing against each other whereas mm-hmm. on a tuesday and a thursday it's practice based game related stuff but everything is more just drills 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 that's quite a long session, though, two hours. Yeah, we used to be we used to be three hours, but we weren't getting enough benefit. We were looking into our intensity, and we could only actually keep. So we track. We have heart rate monitors that we track. All right. Um, All right. Exactly. every session. So and the, we've got the board that tells you at the side that shows everybody's heart rate and who's working where. So 
you can constantly um you can look over and you can see all your heart rates and see where you're at and it will show you so we basically have targets again about how much percent we want to be at or like our 80 percent max or 90 percent max and what training zone we want to be in um so that kind of come that's getting a bit more scientific but we look into like how for how long in the training session are we in the red zone or for how long are we in there like amber and everyone's different depending on where your fitness levels are at will depend on where you need to hit so for me i struggle to get in like above 90 for like five minutes of the training session but if they can get me into like the 85s then it's like they're pushing me enough which is good um so yep. we, we do kind of look at that um and we've also got technology this year we've brought in has been really good but we've got a screen so our sessions are filmed so we can stop the session at any point and go over and watch what's just happened we just rewind the tape and then we've got a big projector that it just shows up so um we've got our performance coaches in like on board so he's there and he films and he's there every tuesday thursday saturday with us so he'll do our video analysis so he'll video it anything that we want even if it's in a water break we can go over and say to him can you show me that last set can you show me that last drill just so i can quickly look at something and it might just be mm-hmm you individually that are looking at something or the coach might say, come and quickly look at this, or it might be the squad. So you do have, we don't break as such, but you'll still get times where you've got a bit more time to like go and look and analyse throughout the session, which has been a big benefit for us this year that there's been a lot of times in the past, you're kind of like, oh, did that work? I don't know if it did. And everyone's got different opinions, whereas you look at the video, then you've got concrete evidence of where it is. So yeah, it's always, good. it's always good to see yourself doing it. And uh, would you ever like uh, have a game video and then go through the like debrief the game? Would you yeah, do that so the that's a massive part of our analysis. So we've actually set it up online. We've got an online system now that after every game, so you're talking at least maybe two and a half hours of analysis after every game, which is quite a lot, but it's beneficial. So after every game, we'll get sent. Um, the game straight away to so we can watch it back but everything's tagged so you can go straight to for instance center pass attack so see i wanted to look at center pass attack i just click on the link and it shows me from the first quarter to last every single center pass attack or i can look at like if i wanted like individual error rates so if i want to know see i made six errors in a game i can just hit nick mccleary error rate and then it'll show me my six errors and i can just watch them back straight away um so to, not like technology wise we've really got right. it pretty good um, and then what will happen is the coach will, so our analysis will tag it. So our video analysis guy will tag everything for us. We'll then go on, we'll watch it. And the coach will have made comments to you. So you just click on the comment and it will relate. So it will take you straight to the clip that she's talking about. And that will then show you where, you, where you've went wrong or what you've done. Maybe something, it could be positive or it could be something to work on. And then you write your comment back. And then normally the players will put probably maybe five comments, different tags in about what you want to work on in training in the next week or that worked well, let's keep that going or this needs to change, how do we change this? Um, so video analysis is pretty big. You do it individually and then when we meet up on the Tuesday, if we've played a game at the weekend, we'd go in half an hour earlier and we'll go upstairs into one of the meeting rooms and we'll look over the game and they'll just be clips. They'll have picked out what they want to look at. Um, sometimes we sit in units, so we'll sit as attackers or we'll sit in defence and look at two different laptops or we'll sit as a yep. and look at something. I think that's a great I think because uh, I coach football but we me and the coach have to sit through a YouTube clip and pause it and then write the time and all that so it seems as if you're well ahead of the, the kind of level I'm working at anyway. Well they've got it's an <laughs> app that you go on to and it's got absolutely everything that's brilliant for us and you can just literally so convenient, you can, isn't it? 
uh, all our games, so I can look back. So I've still got oh, it's a database, so I can look back at all the Commonwealth Games games that I've played in. I can look back at all the World Cup games; they're all still there. And you just scroll back, you'll see what country you played against, you'll see the score, and then you'll see every, the full individual game. You can just watch it. So it's really good. You can do that. That's, that's, that's superb. Um, so, kind of moving on to kind of monitoring processes that you use within your training program. Uh, to make sure that you're obviously maintaining your targets and hitting the performance levels that you've set out. How do you monitor your training? So throughout our, our kind of monitoring work, like I said, I've always said this, but we're lucky to have Institute of Sports. So they have everything for us, tracked and monitored the full way through. So anything that we do, if it's in the gym, it's recorded, everything's on the system. So we have a diary that we fill out every single day, which sounds a lot <laughs> and it can be quite a lot, but every day we fill out, your diary and it basically looks at how well, like how much you've slept. Um, it'll ask how sore you are. It'll ask how like you have to rate yourself out of ten, how ready you are for training. If there's anything like stressing you out, so you'll fill that in every day, and then it'll also look at your performance and how in terms of how you're tracking. So it will tell you everything. So on that database, I can look and it will show me what my last squat was. It will show me what my last run was. It will show me absolutely everything. So you can see. We jump test every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We'll always jump in the mornings. So anytime you go in, whilst we kind of warm up, he'll just pull us over and you do your jump test and then you go back to you do your training. So every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that's recorded. So you can see even during the week and you'll, it's interesting to see how much, even in a training week, you'll dip down because you're obviously, you've been mm-hmm. working on the Tuesday. Going from a Tuesday night and a Wednesday morning, you'll normally see a big dip in your jumps. And that's a real indicator in terms of how fatigued you are. Is that just a standing vertical test? Yeah, so we've just basically got the two side bits that when you jump, it will show you how much you elevate. Um, instead of actually doing so, instead of doing it, yes. Instead of reaching up? Yes, yeah, so instead of reaching up, we do hands on hips. Um, and basically it's just down and up. And the, the test that they've got obviously measures how high we jump. So everything's done electric. It's great that they've got, we obviously have the equipment to do it with. Um, mm-hmm. But that test every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we do it. And... Uh, like I say, it's very interesting to see because I always think mentally it tells you how fatigued you are sometimes because you go in and you can you can feel that you're sore, and then your jump you're like two down and you know that well, I really am sore here. Like mm-hmm. you can tell, um, and then some days you'll go in and you'll be flying. So even that's monitored all the time. Um, but we always have conversations with our SNC coach in terms of where we're at, what our goals are, right? How we tracking on? Where do you find yourself this week? And He's very much sometimes about going on how you feel. So, like, if I'm if you go into the gym, like, he's always like, give the best you can. But you've obviously got to be sensible in terms of how does your body feel, how you actually track it on that week, and from week to week it will vary. Like, you will feel different on different weeks depending on what your load has been. And um, our load is actually looked at a lot. So you'll put in on the base um, on the diaries every day about what training you've done. So say I went in and I did an extra session. That would then they can track so at the end of the week everything's brought up to the um so they all sit down on a Monday morning and that will show every player from the Monday to the Sunday exactly what the training they did all week. So then they can then plan for the next week ahead to say, Hold on a minute, they've trained yeah, to pull it back or mm-hmm. oh, they've actually not trained enough. We need to actually do more. So that can it's a really good way that everything is analysed to like from start to finish. There's no kind of can't really get out of it anywhere. Uh, it sounds as if it sounds as if they've got um, 
a really good system up and running. Like the attention to detail, anyway. Do you do any kind of monitoring on your own? Like, do you self-evaluate and self-reflect on things that went well in the game? I use a, I use a lot of mine comes down to like my match play, so I'll watch back, like even just certain clips. I probably wouldn't watch a full game, but I'll sit and watch just even for me. Centre pass attacks a big thing, so that's where I'm looking to get the first centre pass. So how can I get free? So I'll look at different ways of. Right, what worked for me, what didn't, and why did that work? And then I'll probably try and plan, right, when I'm going into training, how am I going to make sure that I'm then effective? So you'll look, different people will do different. For me, I would look more just specific at the attacking end. And then sometimes I would like, in our attacking end, we'll sometimes text, we've got a group chat that we put on and say, bye, we've seen training this week, let's try and do this or let's try and do that. And the good thing is we're a very chatty group who will all communicate pretty well together. So everyone's always having discussions about this is what we need to do, this is what we need to work on. Um, and a lot of the stuff does come down to our units. So who do I work with and then what do we need to do to get better as a unit? That brings us nicely to the end of the first part of this interview. It's always fascinating to hear the amount of preparation and analysing that is involved in performance development when playing at the top level of any sport. Also, the attention to detail that Nicola speaks about here is just fascinating about our own performance and it shows how much these fine details actually matter because it shows that you never quite reach a final destination when it comes to performance development and I really think this rings true with any sport or discipline Um, we're always on a constant journey for personal improvement you don't quite reach a final destination we hope you enjoyed the first part of this interview as much as we did and we'll be back on Wednesday at 4pm with the second and final part take care